Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 40. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free Filler Up book today at Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm extremely excited today to introduce my special guest, Tim Morris. Tim, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready. All right. It's great to have you here, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day off here to be with me. Oh, my pleasure. Tim Morris is the owner of German Master Tech in Bend, Oregon. They provide automotive maintenance, service, and a performance center in addition to full restorations, motorsports services, and pre-purchase inspections. Their shop is filled with marks including Porsche, BMW, Mercedes, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Bentley, Austin Healey, Volkswagen, Audi, as well as Japanese and U.S. brands. And their motto is, from the racetrack to the outback and everything in between. Tim, I've talked a little bit about you, but if you could share with our listeners a little bit more about your history and your career, your interests, and of course your passion for automobiles. Well, Mark, I was uh, born in Tacoma, Washington in 1960, and my father was a sixth-grade school teacher, and my mom was a nurse, and cars were about the first thing from uh, uh, our family's uh, interest, but built models uh, as a boy, and uh, I think that really uh, led into uh, the hands-on, the, uh, the thinking three-dimensionally on a project, and of course, you know, kind of competitive with my friends on who did the best build. <laughs> that was uh, really one of the, uh, where it all, I think, started. That's what my mom says. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, in high school, uh, uh, I got interested in competitive freestyle skiing as a mobile specialist. And uh, after high school, I moved to Salt Lake City with a friend in a Volkswagen bus with all our possessions. It was supposed to be for just a year and ended up staying down there for seven years. Got really involved in the Mountain region, freestyle team, went to nationals and became nationally ranked mobile skier and aerialist. One high note there, I, I took uh, first place in North American Championships in 1985, and it was really uh, an outstanding uh, achievement I, at the time. And probably the most significant win that I had was with the Washington State Games in 1989. It was a, a sanctioned event from USSA, so we had uh, not only the, the local Washington skiers, but a lot of West Coast people. Some Canadians came down from Canada, so it was a pretty big event. I took gold medal in that event, and that was actually after I started working on cars and just kind of came out of retirement not too far uh, down the road and uh, skiing definitely was one of my passions and I really think skiing is one of the inputs that makes me a good driver too that you learn to carry speed and you know making smooth corners and, and turns and oh sure a lot of uh, very common uh, uh, feelings there you know of feeling uh, you know g-forces in your feet versus your seat but yeah. <laughs> uh, again the same thing and I feel the need for speed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And anyway, without a doubt, after skiing, um, followed a passion. I, I, I love being around cars. It's the thing that, that developed in Salt Lake City. I worked in an air-cooled Volkswagen shop. Uh, it was really my first uh, automotive job. And 
in the summertime there. Um, started out just cleaning shops, sweeping the floor, helping out in the summertime when they were busy. I went to uh, seek employment with uh, a friend of my father's owned a company called German British Cars. And, and, and Dad had had a string of cars from Fred Kraft. He was the owner. Memorable uh, Audi 100 LS, which at the time in the 70s was a, a really nice little sedan that I was working on them later on um, in my career became to be a bit of a drudgery of uh, those poor cars anyway. Oh, we had one of those cars, <laughs> and it, it failed us in Yuma, Arizona. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the famous inboard brakes and, and uh, just everything. But pretty little, you know, Audi sedan. I, I really thought that was a, a cool car at the time. But a, a whole line of uh, air cool Beetles and, and stuff. Dad really liked those little cars and to this day. So has a couple uh, kicking around his garage. So anyway, um, I, I got a job with Fred Kraft. Had a real European style apprenticeship. He was a hardcore German. Um, his lead mechanic, Wolfgang Pock. Again, uh, these two guys are very exacting and uh, very Germanic form. It was a very, very good place to start my career. But I saw in the late 80s, the uh, writing on the wall, technology with the, the cars was advancing to the point that you had to really be at the dealers if you want to be at the forefront of your automobile experience at that time as a technician. Before I went to uh, BMW, I worked uh, for a year at Alpha Tacoma, which was really a very interesting uh experience Carlo and Lino Durante and uh, Pete Lovely was a partner there and he'd come in every Friday and sign checks and do around and uh, learning about Pete and hearing his stories about Formula One and and all his racing it was just uh, always amazing and uh, finding the, uh, the stash of things in that shop it, it was a three-level building that had Pete's race shop in the basement middle section for storage that had this crazy office that you wouldn't even believe it we're around in Tacoma, Washington, of all places, let alone the United States. And then just working for Carla, who was a true old-school mechanic. I mean, wow, it was uh, really, really something, uh, being uh, with him and, and uh, learning from him, having experience on the, on Italian cars. And But my passion, of course, was the German brands, and went to work for uh, BMW Northwest, and uh, really a, a, a fine, fine organization, uh, Werner Scharmach, their... Uh, an interesting story on Werner. He came to the States in 58 when uh, Tom Carson started an uh, auto house in Tacoma as a technician. He was with a group of uh, other German mechanics. Tom Carson imported all his mechanics at that time and uh, to start the dealership. And they all left them to start their own businesses. Uh, all of them are very successfully. BMW Northwest, one of the best dealers, I think, uh, around. We had just a, a super tight crew there. Uh, a very unusual that everyone works together. Um, in an environment like that, I've never been in a team atmosphere at a dealer or seen it since, um, if I may, until I started my own shop, of course. It's just a really, really fun experience, a very high-level, award-winning shop, truly one of the best around and still is. I moved to Bend, Oregon in uh, 1999 and uh, worked for uh, Carrera Motors. They just bought the BMW franchise and needed a, a credential uh, master technician. Just didn't see eye-to-eye with them. I wanted to stay in Bend, uh, so I started my own business and started out really small, um, just uh, restorations on, on Porsches for a friend and uh, moving into, you know, clients following me and, and doing work on BMWs and then Porsches and hiring uh, more people uh, to work with me to where it is today. I've got my employees. Um, I have a level one technician for each brand. We provide really good, compassionate um, high-quality service there, sticking to my gun, so to say, uh, with how I do work. One thing I do is uh, my guys are all salaried, and I think uh, 
the, the sadly the flat rate system tends to uh, lead to corner cutting and just not really what clients are expecting. So my guys are on salary and we get the job done right uh, first time and that is our mantra in the shop. I think that's a little early than, than you were looking for, but there it is. It's a wonderful story of uh, how an entrepreneur builds up their skill sets and gets to the point where they step out on their own and, and hang a shingle up and start doing their own thing. So thanks for sharing that great story and really appreciate it. Yeah, you jumped ahead a little bit, but I'll ask it again. As we continue your journey, I'd like to start with a success quote, something that's been instrumental in forming your success. You shared that with us a little bit, but perhaps you can elaborate on how you've incorporated that into your business. Right. Well, that, that was from BMW and uh, um, at the schools, um, uh, a lot of literature, do it right the first time every time. And I, I really uh, grasped onto that as a personal um, set of values. As a technician, um, there's nothing more important than that. You, people rely on you uh, to repair their cars and maintain them. Everyone has a certain amount that they can uh, bend, and uh, we want to make sure that their expenditures are effective. There you are. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And that's what everybody who takes their car anywhere for service wants to hear is that it's done right the first time. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Tim, would you share a story that was a moment in time in your history when you really knew you were a car guy, that moment that instigated your passion for cars? Well, I was already after I started working, and uh, Fred Kraft turned to me and said, you are my mechanic son. And I'm just like, wow, you know, here's a guy that I uh, really uh, held highly and looked up to uh, as a, a kid. To have him say something like that to me really uh, um, gave me a, a huge confidence boost. I knew I was in the right industry. I loved the work, and that, I think, is why a lot of guys get into this and say they enjoy working on cars, and, and it's very fun and, and very satisfying, you know, to get a car repair it, have it leave, that is good for your heart and your soul. I mean, you've accomplished something. And, uh, you've done something for somebody that they're unable to do, and very satisfying. Oh, absolutely. And it's a great testament to how important it is to give an employee and associate accolades because it can be that turning point in their life when they realize, I'm doing what I need to be doing. I appreciate you sharing that. Tim, what I want to do now is take a look at the roads you've driven down and really crawl under the hood and get your hands a little dirty. I'm sure your hands get a little dirty every day, but maybe in a different way. Would you share with our listeners a huge challenge you faced or maybe even a great failure with your business that really pushed you to a point where you were ready to say, ah, this, I can't keep doing this, but more importantly, how you overcame that situation? Well, I was working for a company and, uh, it just wasn't working out. Um, different value sets um, felt uh, be, uh, unappreciated. And at the same time, uh, I was there, uh, I was labeled as a boat rocker because of my standards and ended up uh, uh, losing a good job. And uh, it got to the point, though, there that I didn't like the work anymore. And, and that really hurt my heart. You know, I, I would go to work and, and it was drudgery. And it, you know, you get into a little black cloud over your head, and uh, uh, I think that that feeds on itself to the point where uh, I had to leave, and uh, and I wanted, I was at the point where I wanted to get out of the industry. I just um, didn't, again, didn't enjoy the work anymore, and uh, I have to uh, thank a, a guy named John Adet for um, keeping me inspired, and that's where you know the early Porsche work came in, and turned it around with John. That's and John had a little shop, and it totally turned it over to me, and that's became German Master Tech. So 
other people in our lives can be a great influence and uh, as well as a, a, a negative it's all how we deal with it and, and I'm just so happy now that I, obviously I stayed with it and uh, have my own shop oh yeah employees that like working yeah, for me which yeah, I find amazing <laughs> um, <laughs> well it, it's a hard business and uh, big challenges every day and to keep our, our minds and, and our, our camaraderie uh, at a high level. It's beautiful to watch. And my, my line techs, uh, uh, when I make the rounds, just really need to have the, the back and forth and that they're helping them or, or staying out of their way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's the case. <laughs> and it's, it's just neat to see happen. Yeah. And then, of course, the smiles on the client's face, with, you know, when the car is done and you know, they, they're in talking to the owner of me and, getting that experience and my business of uh, you know car enthusiasm. Well, sure. I, I do have one thing. Uh, it's the four E's. It's expertise, experience, excellence, and enthusiasm. And uh, I, 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 that's one another mantra, if I may, that, that uh, I share with the guys. And it's what we stand for. And uh, it's really natural. Oh, that's great. And I appreciate you sharing that story. It's I've heard that more and more with people that, because of a bad experience with an employer, they were ready to give up on their passion. But thanks to John, mm-hmm. and, and I know John, and I bought a set of Recaro seats for an early <laughs> 911S from him, and uh, That's right. he, he is a wonderful guy, so you were very fortunate to, to have that inspiration in your life. Mm-hmm. Tim, Tim, let's shift the gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. Tell us a story when you had a real aha moment about German Master Tech in your business, a time when you realized, you know what, I think this is going to make it. Well, it is with the uh, the restoration side of the business, and, and I've been showing cars professionally since uh, 1989, and uh, um, primarily with a, just a, a really small uh, clientele. Was after we uh, got German Master Tech going in 2005, after I just incorporated, and one of the first restorations that we had finished out there was a 58 BMW Isetta, and uh, we took that to Forest Grove, Concord Elegance in, here in uh, uh, Oregon, and showed that car out there, put it out there, and I'd been to Forest Grove numerous times with beautiful Mercedes and always seemed to never win that class. You know, it's one of the things only filled with a Gullwing or a Roadster and, you know, we had a 55 uh, 220 Coupe, which is a, a very rare car and it's beautiful, but you just can't beat the sex appeal of, of a, a 300 SL. And, yeah. but to, to go there and to, to have that car received as, as strongly as it was and to meet the people uh, behind the scenes at Forest Grove. And have them excited about the the, the car that I brought, oh, micro car of all things, and <laughs> uh, just really, it's like wow, you know, I'm definitely on the right track here, and that led into our early 911 cars, and especially now with the uh, the 67 911s uh, production on, I'm doing uh, seven cars, and those have all been very well received in the uh, uh, show car world, and it's what I've always wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's a great aha moment. Hey, Tim, let's have a little fun here. What was your first really special car? And if you could share maybe a story about that car. And I'm talking about the time when you went, oh, I finally got my dream. It was really my first car that um, I bought totally on my own and um, had it. The 74 uh, Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. I just loved that car, and it led into a, a string of Ghias that um, I had, but um, it was... Uh, Originally, like that chartreuse green that Volkswagen did in the oh, 70s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one had painted uh, metallic uh, 
uh, darker green, which really made it look, look nice. And this is uh, when I was in, in California, um, actually training for, for skiing, slopes down there. Anyway, cowlick was really big at that time. You know, guys would go up and race at the Mulholland and go up and hang out up there and, you know, have, having a lower gear and, you know, looking all right. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So that was, that, that was really it. I have to share this one. My mom had a, a 70 um, a Firebird. And that was really my, my first driving car, the first car I drove and uh, when you drive in and stuff. And it, it was a, a really cool car to have in high school, you know, going, you know, in the late 70s, uh, gold with that, that, that kind of like cream vinyl top. I, I never touched it, you know, never did anything to it, just drove it. Yeah. And things were great. So mom got personalized by plates and they said Kathy M. Uh oh. We were a guy in high school and we talk about a deflationary moment. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I started riding my bike after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, I, I didn't realize you were into Gia's. That's cool. My first pretty special car was the Carmen Gia as well, 67 Carmen Gia, and I love that car. I used to drive it up to Mammoth Mountain. It was great in the snow, and it was yeah. just a fun car. First car I ever restored was that car, so uh, those are those are fun. I'd like to have another one someday. Me too. I'm looking my field. Yeah. Seller's remorse here, Tim. Is there a car you've sold that you really wish you could have back? Oh, yeah, it was a, a 74 uh, Alfa Romeo uh, Berlina. What a fun car. Um, uh, it was one to yeah for a short period and, and sell and, and, and miss. And it was a really fun car to drive, you know, for a little, uh, uh, you know, we used to call it Bertone's Green Brick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a, a dark green uh, Berlina. Anyway, uh, that was it. That was it. Is there a project you're working on in your shop right now that really has you fired up and excited? Yeah, my own personal um, um, 73 uh, 911. It, it was a T, and uh, gosh, even with the values of T's right now, it seems back really to, to modify, but I have, and uh, uh, RS players um, kept the original color, but here red. And it's been a platform for a lot of our uh, uh, performance products um, with suspension and gearboxes and uh, different. It's had like three different engines in it, and right now it's I've got a repainted exterior, but you know, save the jams and um, all the underside, really beautifully preserved car. And uh, Jeff Gamroth and I are doing a special order for it, and this I'm very excited to get to the end of this one. Um, it's going to be a really fun car. We're shooting for about 325, 350 horse. Um, Wow, with kind of a period hot rod built on a you know real modern uh, engine mechanicals. Jeff just had a high throttle body uh, RSR uh, intakes, and so we're going to build a twin plug uh, mechanically injected motor. It's going to be pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, that's twice the horsepower that car originally had. Oh yeah, <laughs> easy and you know close ratio box. And Jeff had a really cool uh, on the uh, RS cases with the built-in oil cooler. That's going to be a fun thing to have, and all the little bits that uh, have a lot of period flavor, but with a, a, a modern reliability you know, hidden away. Yeah, oh. and, uh, so that's going to be a really fun car. Uh, it just sits in the back of the shop. That it always seems like clients' cars come first. Look forward to seeing that. Now, here's an interesting question, Tim. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be, and why? Oh, a 911, of course. <laughs> and, and now, why did you say that so quickly? <laughs> oh, that's so easy. Uh, that's the car I've loved my whole life. Back when, even when I was in, in eighth grade, um, uh, back to the Fred Craft days again, and now uh, it exposed me to Porsches and um, how it translated to me. Um, you know, a classic design. It's durable. Uh, it's always going to be there for you if you take care of it. 
Well, there you go. Uh, Perfect. Perfect. No, that's uh, that's the 9-11. <laughs> yeah, they hold a special place in my heart as well. So, Tim, this is a fun part of our talk. We're up to the last lap, and this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? All right. Okay. I'm ready. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I keep thinking about Fred Kraft because, you know, he taught, you know, taught me a lot about driving. Uh, the best advice was uh, from Wolfgang Pock, um, one of the mechanics that I apprenticed for, and um, he said, you know, before you dive in, think about the job start to finish. And something I, I do today with my guys is, uh, you know, to think uh, in a way three-dimensionally on the project. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Perfect answer. Now, that's before Wolfgang started cooking pizzas? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. That's all right. Could you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? The scout laws. The scout um, laws. I, living by the scout laws, you know, drawing on, on those ideals um, in how you do business. Okay, great. I like that. Do you have a resource that you could share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Maybe it's a website or a forum or a restoration shop. I know you do restoration, so you can't use your own. But I, I love Bring a Trailer. Uh, um, yeah. Randy Nonberg is a good friend of mine. He's a uh, BMW field service engineer. And there at the beginning at German Master Tech, when he was still working for BMW, we were uh, we went to lunch and we were out looking at, at buildings <laughs> for a shop, as a matter of fact. And um, oh, great. Uh, Randy's done a great job with that website, and, and it seems like everything he has on there is stuff I love. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm going to be interviewing Randy next week, so um, I'll say hello to him for you. All right. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. he's a great guy. Uh, Tim, is there a book that you've recently read that you really enjoyed, whether it's an automotive book or maybe a business book or any other kind of book? Well, uh, Kim and I just listened to on tape, because uh, we, we drive and listen to books. Um, it was Wide Out. Oh, Wide Out. Okay. And it was a, a really fun book. I can't think of the author right now, but very good story. Michael Dimblebby. There you go. Yeah, that's great. Now, I love audiobooks. Mm -hmm. Those are great, especially a way to spend time when you're on long trips. I'll remind our listeners that you can find all of these resources that Tim has shared with us at carsyeah.com slash Tim Morris. And Tim, we're up to the checkered flag. You know what that means? We're nearing right. the end of the race. This question can sometimes be a challenge. I call it a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, something that you couldn't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with, and money was no object, what would that car be? And more importantly, why did you choose it? Mercedes-Benz 300 SL Gullwing. Uh -huh. And I think that is probably one of the most iconic cars, the greatest cars on the planet. Of course, I know I'm stepping over my 911 love, but um, that Benz um, has always held a special place for me and had the opportunity to drive uh, those cars, and it's quite an experience. You know, the, I just interviewed Peter Barassa of MMR, and he chose the number 722, the Sterling Mastro of that <laughs> same model. So uh, I've had several guests that have chosen that car, and they are spectacular. And have I had the pleasure of driving them as well. And what's amazing, I think, about that car is um, it's amazing how much they feel like a modern car when you drive them. Yeah. Oh, man. For, for a car that old. Car delivery is amazing. Oh, yeah. Just and, a special and, car. You know, that that three liter six, you know, something else injected and some mechanical sounds that come from that car are really cool. Oh, yeah. I saw the uh, SLR that the, the factory had at the factory museum and 
what a beautiful rendition of the going. I mean, just really something else. Oh, that museum is wonderful. And that it, I know <sighs> the car you're talking about. That is mm-hmm. just, you just fall in love when you look at that car. I had to get a picture of myself in front of it. So I laid down <laughs> with my uh, uh, resting on my hand uh, um, next to it on the on the platform, and uh, one of the, the security guys was kind of give me the, the the evil eye. But oh yeah, uh, I got the picture. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure he's seen worse. So uh, you, at least you didn't get into the car like I saw one lady do at that museum. Oh. Well, Tim, you've taken us on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for taking time on your day off one of those rare days off that entrepreneurs have, and spending it with me. If you could give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that gullwing Mercedes, and <laughs> let our listeners know what's the best way for them to learn more about you and your business, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, a visit to the shop, really. Um, I, I seem to do this every day. You know, someone will come in and want to see what we have going. You know, I have a front showroom and then we go through the shop and we go into the restoration room and I just love seeing the smiles on their faces when, you know, they're looking at uh, 67 S's all torn apart, one right next to it, you know, almost done. That would be the best way for me to share my passion and, and the, the experience as German Master Tech. So, Tim, do you have a website? Yes, uh, gmtben.com. Okay. And one parting piece of guidance for our listeners before you drive off into the sunset. Don't wait to do that performance upgrade. <laughs> so many people uh, get their cars and um, uh, wait so long, and then we'll, we'll do a suspension package on I-11, and they come back in and say, wow, what a difference. I should have done this when I first got the car. So I, there you go. I like that. That's a great piece of parting guidance. So listeners, you can find links to everything we talked about here today at carsyeah.com slash Tim Morris, and everything will be up on his show notes page. Tim I want to thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise. It's always fun to talk with you and for sharing your experiences in your life with our listeners. Until we talk again, we'll see you down the road. Hi, Mark. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!